know I'm the bill collector Pull up was cracking, gun gets the blasting Talk out my name and we wildin' out All the ops in the split, ashen Puff, puff, ain't no passing You gon' end up in the casket Cause niggas know what we into I get the drillin', I'm sitting, I'm killing, I'm sitting if I get the feeling I call Trav War, bet he clap twos Sit red me like he pet boo Have him stand still like a statue Have him in there like a tattoo If I run down, he'll go on a headshot, no warning Well Things have changed. It's a new day. Oh, buddy. It's Tuesday. That's why it's a new day. It's, it's Tuesday. Uh, and we're almost in a new hour, which would be the 12 o'clock hour. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Last Word Podcast. I'm Steve Artabello. I'm Angela Lippa. And uh, you can get us on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. We should be there. Download, subscribe, leave a comment. A review, five stars, pretty great. Just saying. Tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread the good, the good word of the last word. So we're just going to jump right into this. It's pretty. Head, head first or feet first? That's that's the big question. <laughs> it cannonball right up into this okay, pool. Okay, good. We're going feet first then. Safety first. So Don Cherry is no longer going to be doing Coach's Corner. He was officially fired yesterday. Yesterday, since we, we're talking Tuesday. Today's Tuesday, November 12th. Mm-hmm. So yesterday was Remembrance Day, November 11th. Yep. And we saw the fallout for what happened on Coach's mm-hmm. Corner on Saturday. Uh, Don Cherry's rant, the whole you people don't wear poppies thing. He lost his job. As, to be honest, I think most of us kind of expected. It was the, the, the you people part of that rant was... Kind of that was, that was kind of where he signed his own death warrant at that point. I would agree. Now, like this isn't like it's kind of a difficult segment because when I grew up, Don Cherry was the man. I remember the Rock'em Sock'em videos. I remember watching Coach's Corner religiously with my family, with friends. It, it, you, that was what you did. Yeah. Now, as I get older. I want to say the last decade or so has been less Coach's Corner and more of two minutes for Don to rant about something, Mm -hmm. something he hates, doesn't like in the game, people, something like that. Because originally what I remember from being a kid was him explaining, kids, don't hold your stick like that. Don Cherry saying kids is one of the biggest, it's part of a drinking game there used to be for Coach's Corner. And it was Coach's Corner. And by Coach, if, if you've ever played sports or you've ever done anything you're coached up. You're coached to do something. You're coached to keep your stick on the ice. You're coached to play the body as opposed to trying to play the puck as a defenseman. These are things that was the initial intentions of coaches, coaches corner. Not just to, you know, it's about to talk about the game. It's like, you know, here's, let's say, Patrice Bergeron. Exactly. For instance, I'm just happening to using use him. Watch how he wins a faceoff. Watch how he does things in his own zone. Watch how he carries the puck. Watch how his vision is. That's what Coach's Corner was supposed to be, and it never it, it stopped being that for many people. And that was the thing. And then it's almost like that uncle or the grandfather that says things that you know aren't acceptable. People let it happen, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what the last decade has basically felt like. Yeah. Is Okay, we don't really agree with what Don's saying. We don't really know what he's going to do or what necessarily is going to come out of his mouth. But, you know, he's he's part of the furniture around here. It's Hockey Night in Canada. It's Coach's Corner. This is just part of it. This is, you know what I mean? This is Canadiana. 
Mm-hmm. And the thing was, is coming into this year, it didn't seem like he was coming back. Not because he didn't want to come back, because Rodgers didn't want him back. Yeah. And then at the 11th hour, hey, Don Cherry's coming back for this year of Hockey Night in Canada. It was a big thing, and he's, he's back, and, you know, and then talking about, no, wouldn't have gotten rid of him, and all this other stuff. And we finally have the moment. I mean, we've had plenty of Don moments. Me and Angelo were talking about this off yeah. the air, about when he threatened to send, was it all Europeans or just Russians back to their country in a pine I box? Think, I, think it was every, I think it was any Europeans because he didn't just go after one group. He never just targeted the Russians. He talked about the Czechs and the Swedes and the Finns and, you know, uh, guys who wore... I remember, there was, there, I have a quote from Don Cherry. Okay, and there are many of you that heard this comment, and I'm one of them included, and thought it, oh yeah, it's 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 these guys. And then as I got older, I'm like, that's a that's why was he able to say? It? And the quote was, the tough guys like Ty Domi cannot wear the uh, cannot wear them when speaking of visors. Most of the guys that wear them are European and French guys. Mm-hmm. Now he has a problem with Montreal. With Quebec, Quebec with, with Quebecois people, and he's made statements about them saying, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to be here, they don't want to wear our colors, they just want our money, and it's your thing is not to be a political. You're not supposed to be a political. You're supposed to break down the game. Okay, I I stopped listening to I stopped listening to Don Cherry about ten years ago. I and honestly, hearing him talk more and more, just certain things, it's like. You either, for me as a ha- as a Montreal Canadiens fan, it was either waxing poetic about the Leafs, waxing always poetic about the Bruins, how how great they are, and how great guys who are cheap shot artists like Milan Lucic and and you know yep. and these other guys. And I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, him basically you know saying, "Oh, the whole Pacioretty thing wasn't that bad." I thought I remember him saying something along those lines too, but everything he ever said was. It was always controversial. He's been always doing this. Well, that's the thing. He's been controversial since before since before the the era of political correctness. Yes. He was controversial when you were allowed to say basically whatever you wanted. Yeah. And even then, Don was still stepping on toes. Yeah. And that's why people loved him at the time. Like he he garnered such a fan base because mm-hmm. it it allowed people to do the us against them thing. Yeah. Right? And Don's one of us. Mm-hmm. And that and it it's really what got it to last this long is just the love for that that small segment, that small piece of Canadiana that, you know what I mean, the memories of the Rock'em Sock'em videos and, and what Don was going to do. Like, I had those Rock'em Sock'em videos. I think every kid like uh, you, our age or older had them. Yeah. I'm 28. 29. Like, I, I think we were the age, like, we were really the age of... Like that, and slightly above us. Like we were buying those things, watching them. Friends had them. Yeah, you borrow it from your buddy. Watch all the hot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like that was it was a different era. Yeah, and Dawn was kind of the the last relic from this this distant era. Yeah, and it became more obvious and more obvious and more obvious. And then this finally happens. And then there's Dawn's response to it, mm-hmm. which. He's basically trying to say that he wasn't singling out minorities or people of color, that it, it, it meant literally everyone. But the problem is when you start that rant with the whole, you come to this country and you like the our, our, our way of and, life. Our milk and honey. 
you know what I mean? Like he put it in a way that made it incredibly hard to distance what he said mm-hmm. from what he apparently meant, yeah. especially in today's day and age. It's 2019. We're all used to dog whistles and certain terms that don't necessarily mean like you say it to yeah. mean something awful, mm-hmm. but because it's worded in a specific way, you can get away with it. Yeah. And that's what the you people part of the rant yeah. felt like. Is he wrong about people not wearing poppies? Quite frankly, no. There are a lot of people that don't wear poppies. Mm-hmm. I mean, we I, I've talked about this with Angelo and other people at work. There's less people wearing poppies, but there's also less people with the change. There's less places to buy poppies. Yeah. There's a whole issue here, and he's not wrong about that part of the issue. Yeah. It's the way he went to address it. Mm-hmm. And you can say you didn't mean or it's whatever, but when you say that, when you talk about coming to this country yeah. and then you hit some, and then you hit them with the you people, mm-hmm. you've dug your own grave yeah. there. And you have to apologize. And, like, and the thing is, is you brought this up too. Ron McLean through the years, and before that it was Brian Williams, yeah. but they were essentially there to be the live dump button yeah. if uh, we work in radio if you don't work in radio the dump button like dump t- like the so you yeah. can't hear what he's saying and and i thought i remember a time i and ironically i think it was around this time of the the visor comments about the russians and the europeans and the french people i remember there being such a backlash about it that i thought they put him on a tape delay i thought so too to and, be honest and, and i wonder like I, I blame Ron McLean just as I don't blame him to the extent of Don because the thing is McLean never said the words. He never said you people. He never yeah. he never did that. But also too, he didn't like reel him back and say, Don is that's not what you really mean though, do you? Like there's, you know to kinda like There's been times where he Ron McLean has saved Don for himself because yeah. there's been a lot of times where he has meant what he said and he's gone and doubled down on it when Ron yeah. challenges him and be's like, That's not what you mean, mm-hmm. right? Or you can't say this. And this is again, he's saying this shit in the nineties and the eighties. Ron McLean was stopping and Brian Williams were stopping him from saying mm-hmm. certain things back then. Yeah. But it didn't happen this time. And mm-hmm. and like you said, Ron McLean didn't say it, but at the same time, he has to hold a bit of the blame because his job essentially is, and now is it is it a great job description to basically be Don's babysitter during that that segment? No, but you're paid handsomely to do it. Yeah, you 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 want to talk about Canadian, like Ron McLean is a part of this country, yeah. almost like Al Michaels in the U.S. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's our Al Michaels. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever heard like the way he just sort of he narrates a lot of the CBC stuff. Oh he, God, he, yeah. the hockey night Canada, like. He does things like I, I. If you ever, when you watch playoff hockey for on your your, and if you're privileged enough to get the CBC feed or anything that Ron McLean's a part of, and it's the final game, he always has like the perfect th- sort of thing to say. It was you know just before actually Rogers purchased all the NHL stuff. He kind of before like everything was up in the air, like what's going to happen with these guys and everything, and he sort of summed it up perfectly. And the way he like. I, I can't recall it, but if you go online, you look it up. I think it was 2017. I think go look at 2017 CBC monta- playoff montage, and it gives you Ron McLean just talking before they play the video. And it's so perfectly done with Ron. Like he is a piece of, he's just as big a part of everything in, with to do with Coach's Corner as Don Cherry is. And he's jumped in multiple times just to, to, again to, to 
to at least point out that what Don's saying isn't exactly right, mm-hmm. and it might just be Don's point of view whether or not it's acceptable or not. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he didn't this time, it, it just it's surprising because that's he's all he's almost always done it, except for this time, and it, it, you can see the issues that it, it's led to here. Don's yeah. now lost his job, which is deserved. Yeah, no, there's... and the thing is, and now. What we were talking about is if, say, this explanation that he's given, that he didn't mean that it could have been Irish or Scottish mm-hmm. or whatever. That's what I'm talking about. And again, Don's an, he's, he's more than a grown man. He's 85 years old. He mm-hmm. should be able to do this. But Ron McLean has done it for him forever. He's been that crutch yeah. where he could have been like, what do you mean by that? You can't say you people. What are you trying – like trying to flesh out what he's yeah. saying. Because if he did mean – if he didn't mean the you people thing mm-hmm. to be a racist thing, that would have been the moment where it would have at least made a little bit more sense. Yeah. Or if that is exactly what mm-hmm. he meant, that's kind of the moment where you can crucify him. Yeah. It, and it's, again, it's a weird place because, is it like, in a normal work function, you don't have a babysitter. No. But this is different because that's essentially been his job for mm-hmm. how long has Ron McLean been doing this? Since he took over for Brian Williams, yeah. this is what been his job is to baby to, to make sure that it doesn't get out of hand. Yeah, to keep him on that sort of like like a bungee cord. Like if he got too far off the ledge, it's like pull him uh, back, pull him back. Okay, here we go. All right, Don. But it 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 didn't happen, and I don't know if it's in that moment. Maybe they just did, he didn't clue in. Yeah. Even the guy, maybe even if there is still the tape delay, if the guy didn't even clue in to hit the dump button. Like it, that's possible. that's the thing, and you know what gets kind of lost in this too was like if he would have worded it correctly, like he would have said, you know, people. That's the thing. You the, need, the you people thing, like, and the, 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 the you want to come here, and yeah. the funny thing is, is if he did just direct this, and mm-hmm. everyone should be wearing, yeah. There's, it's just like he kind of got he he kind of started. He was on that path of saying, I don't like. He said, I don't see people. Wearing poppies in downtown Toronto, nobody's wearing a poppy, and he's not wrong. It's just it's the way this was handled. It's then when he sort of, like you people who come here and want our milk and honey and this and that. That's where it all went. That's where it went to the shits. And look, people aren't wearing poppies, but also too, we're like Stephen said, how many? I don't have change on me anymore. Everything I do is either with a debit or a credit card. Everything I pay for, half of it sometimes even on my phone because I have that Apple Pay set up to do it. That's the th- like he he's wrong, but yeah. he had the right. I like you know what I mean. The, the you people thing, mm-hmm. the attacking immigrant, like that's wrong. Yeah, but the idea of people should be wearing poppies and there should be more poppies and we should yeah. be honoring our soldiers. Mm-hmm. That's that's very right. It's just this was done in such mm-hmm. a ham handed. Just it was it was as messy as it could possibly yeah. be, and it was. It's almost fitting that it ends this way because ends, this is how it's it almost en- always been. It ends this way, and the the day it ends, it ends on Remembrance Day. And, and for listeners in the states, it's it's Veterans Day, I believe. Memorial Day, Memorial. Like, you know what I mean? I it's believe that it, thing. Like it's it's a big day, and you know the me- the message of the poppy. And, and I was I've, I've spoken with Stephen about this, and and many other people about what the poppy at least represents to me. It's not just the people who. In World War One and World War Two, who sacrificed their lives, men and women, to make sure that me and Stephen could 
you know, record this yeah. podcast or just be able to walk down the street as normal human beings. It's 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 that protection. It's the ability of people who are immigrants to this country. My grandparents immigrated. Your grandparents immigrated. I'm sure some of the people who listen to this podcast have had parents, possibly brothers, yeah. uh, sorry, aunts, uncles, you know, grandparents immigrate to this country. And now we have a new wave of immigrants who are coming to Canada, which is a f- the the best country in the world. Yeah. The best country 100%. in the world. But because of what those people did in those wars, we're able to do that. We're able to have have new Canadians, have new immigrants come here and be a part. And it's it's almost on us as the I don't want to say old guard, but the old the old the, the old guard to talk to our the, the the people coming in and, and, and explain to them what the poppy represents to this country because I don't know if it's being taught in school or the meaning of it or you know even Flanders feels what it what it represents what it means it's it's so much more than just putting a poppy on your your jacket some people you know I've lost three poppies yeah three of them like <laughs> anyone who's bought poppies knows <laughs> unless you get the fancy one that's got like the little buckle on the back if you're just going with the pin the pin you lose it. You go through a bunch of poppies I, every November. I, I've tried everything. I've tried to. I've tried to bend it. I've tried to. I, it, none of that works. N- none of it works. But I'll still always put a couple, a toonie, a, a loony, and, and try and find change to make sure. I'll even sometimes just go out of my way to keep change around Remembrance Day. But it's also too. It's like, you know, how many people yesterday at the eleventh hour of uh, on November eleventh, you always take a moment of silence. Some people maybe didn't get a chance and. For me, in, in in the industry that I work in, so I'm I'm somewhat running around, so I'm kind of doing everything. But what I did it might not have been eleven o'clock, but I did take a moment, a little after, to reflect and and to kind of remember everything that I'm insanely grateful and fortunate for. Because without the people that did what they did in World War One and World War Two, we couldn't be doing any of this. Things would be so much different, and that's. We it's on us just as much as anybody else to make sure that we are educating our, you know, I don't mean to get religious brothers and sisters because that's what we all are at the end of the day. We are brothers and sisters because we're in this all together at the end of it, and we need to, you know, not have it take us apart. Yeah, not let it. it it's bad enough we let politics take us apart and other things, but this is something we need to unite. We're 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 Canada. We're a young country too. Still. But we have so much, so many great things, so many great opportunities, and we allow we're allowed to to express ourselves. And Don, when he said those words, that was it. Yeah, like he said so much worse, yeah. so so much worse. But to bring, like you said, at the eleventh hour, to bring him back for one more season, that's this is how it ends. And, and there's very mixed reactions well, on, that's, on that's, it. That's the thing, and. I get it. I have an attachment to John Jack. I grew up with this man. For the people that seem to think he got fired for standing up to the troops, you clearly have no idea what's going on. You must be the same people that think Colin Kaepernick is disrespecting the troops by kneeling. Because that's about the same level of intelligence here that it takes to not understand what just happened. He wasn't fired for supporting the troops. He was fired for attacking minorities mm-hmm. like we've been saying this this entire open do we agree more people should be wearing poppies and should be supporting 
the, the fallen soldiers and those that, that defend this country? Yes. But the way that Don said it was completely wrong. And something needed to happen. And unfortunately, it was the end of his career. Yeah. And that's that. There really was no other way out of this. Because even if he apologized, mm-hmm. do you really see Don Cherry? How many apologies from Don Cherry do you ever remember? And again, you said it. He said worse. A lot worse. A lot worse about Cana- fellow Canadians. That's Never the, mind just. Just that, think about what he said about the Quebecois. Just like he, he, like he's got a real. Yeah. Real disdain. Hate on yeah. for French Canadian. Like, yeah. You could tell it in the way he talks about certain things. And again, Don's talked about Willie O'Ree and how great he is. And mm-hmm. it's, it's it's complicated. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's the what it's the way he said that. Yeah. On national television. Because again, this isn't at the bar over a couple of drinks. Mm-hmm. This is national television, hockey night in Canada, coaches corner, the country is watching. Yeah. And we're already in a pretty divisive time. If you haven't noticed, mm-hmm. you know, south of the border, who's president, and some of the shit that happened with this election, and some things in this own in our own country yeah. that we got issues with. No, oh, it's you know what I mean. Like this, it just kind of highlighted again. Like the thing is, I've spoken with people. I've heard people speak on this, and some of them are are new immigrants some of them and one was speaking with someone someone's like I know that that was right at me he's like I understand that he's like I'm watching the hot. he's like and then he's like I don't have a poppy he goes he went to buy one but then as he's buying one he finds out all this on the sunday he's like you know he wasn't he wasn't wrong he's like I don't have a poppy he's like did I go get one yes he's like but you know it's a whole it's a whole messy thing and and Rogers being a corporate company that they are, they being a so, so much associated with the NHL more than ever, CBC could when it was Don and when he was making the comments back, it was just CBC. They were the public broadcaster too, yeah. so it was a little different. They could kind of deal kinda, with it. You can kind of maneuver around, but this is Rogers. This is it's a this publicly is, traded corporation. Yeah, and things happen to publicly traded corporations and things like this, so they had to do what they had to do. They've, and and this isn't the first person they've let go that have is of high profile because no. Don's not the first. Bob uh, Bob McCowan was another one. Nick Kiprios. Nick Kiprios. And now those are for different reasons. But again, they're high profile guys, and they're you know bringing in air quotes cheaper people because also too they've paid a hefty penny for the NHL rights for Canada. Yeah. So, but this is one thing I'll say about you know hockey is one of the most unique sports in the world okay and there are so many nations that play the game and you play with maybe you just play with your buddies maybe you're just playing in a pickup ring down your street in your local neighborhood but hockey's so diverse and so many people are are playing the game that do come to this country that maybe you know they don't know P.K. Subban is one. His dad is a, is a Jamaican descent from Jamaica. Came to this country and put his kids in hockey. Well, I, even like on that thing, I remember playing road hockey. Yeah. And it was everyone on the street. So there were Tur- – like, I literally remember in a dead end where I live in yeah. Maple, I, like I, where my parents' house mm-hmm. was, I'd grab some kids from my street and mm-hmm. the street around the corner. We'd go into a dead end, grab all those kids. Yeah. We had Turkish immigrants. We had kids from Africa. Mm-hmm. Like it, Everyone knew, yeah. right? Like everyone had a hockey stick. If you didn't have a net, someone on the street had a net. You dragged them over. You yeah. made it work. It's it's a game. It, 
It's Canada's game, and Canada's a country made up of people from everywhere. Yeah. And everyone seems to, from what I've seen playing it as a kid, Yeah. and you go to rinks now, it is an inclusive, it's supposed to be an inclusive thing. Yeah. It's supposed to incorporate everybody. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to have a you people moment in something like that. No, there's not supposed to be that type of moment. That's and that that's what kind of gets and that's the sad part of all of that because we're we're such a great country that we allow everyone to come here and be a part of it. My grandparents and and new new immigrants too, and to not you know to not see that it's kind of like man. The, the time has come. The, the, the boat has actually passed. Everything's gone. It's time for – Coach's Corner is done at this point. You can't I, even bring I, it back. You can't even bring it you back. You can't stick Brian Burke there because I know there's talks, but are they going to yeah. replace him? You have to do a different segment. You really do. Yeah. Like you can put Elliot Friedman there to do to fill the time, like to do like rumors. It's hard in, in at least the beginning of November right now yeah. to like speculate on, on or, or rumors. Or who knows, maybe they just cut out because Don only got – it was like two and a half, three minutes. Maybe they just cut that out and they I go longer on different. It felt like five. Yeah, yeah. He got some time. There were a lot of lot of commercials, then a lot of uh, let's say filler, like other things. Yeah, but or, or score updates, whatever. Yeah, like, oh, exactly. let's take a look around the league. Here's the Leafs. Remember the, the satellite hot stove? Yeah. How bad was that? It was the awful. second intermission. It was, it was the worst thing on the planet. Awful, <laughs> awful, awful thing. But it's been replaced. Thank God. Yeah. But. Do I think Brian Burke could do a great job in in the first period, in between that first and second period? Because it is a national broadcast on Saturday, okay. Regardless of anything, and I think I've I've listened to Brian Burke, and actually my opinion on Brian Burke has has changed from when he was a GM and everything. Because he'd come on and he'd be, you know, the oh, tie God, looked yeah. like he just got got back from the bar. He's redder than he's redder than the sh- than my my sweater over there, but he's 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 become a professional broadcaster. And that's the thing. He's he's essentially, it kind of became obvious once he had gotten the job at Sportsnet, he was kind of the politically correct Don. Yes. Because he still said what was on his mind. He still mm-hmm. told you if he disagreed with you. And he stuck, he stuck to his guns yeah. if, if he didn't agree. But he didn't say the things that were borderline... I don't know, race problematic. Problematic is what they used to call it, but like he said a lot of racist shit. Yeah. Xenophobic is actually probably the best way to put mm-hmm. it. Because there's the fear of Immigrants, really. Yeah. The Swedes, the Russians, right? The Finns, the, the Italians, the everybody. Everybody. Yeah. So, you know, it is. it ultimately is the end of an era for at least, you know, this is what we all grew This For my 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 age bracket, your age bracket, and many people before, and this is what they've grown up with, and it's gone, and now who replaces him is the big interesting question. You know, I'm I'd be okay with Brian Burke. I don't mind him. He's just, he seems like a very intelligent guy. He, like, and he tells good stories. That's yeah. About about because the thing is, like, original coach's corner. It's a lot of Don stories from back in the day. Oh, this time with Phil Esposito, or this time with Bobby. And those were what, those were what were great. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's what coach's corner mm-hmm. was really great. It's changed, like you said. Been about a decade of not a lot of coaching yeah. stuff and mm-hmm. a lot more. Yeah. What pisses Don yeah. off? Maybe just a segment. Who knows? Rogers will figure it out. It's not our problem to figure out. No, no thankfully. Thank God. But hey, if you need two guys, we can do it. No two guys. Now, granted, can't call a coach's court. Well, you coached, but I coached. Actually, technically, I coached. I stood on a stood on the bench when my buddies had uh, beer league because I couldn't skate, so I was the coach, so I could involve in the beer league. See? Well, hey, <laughs> we'll call it uh, something. 
The something minute. <laughs> we'll figure it out. The truculence minute. <laughs> truculence. <laughs> something like that. Sponsored by Brian. But yeah, Burke. it's uh, it, it's a it's it's sad. You never like, it's it was it's sad to see, at the end of the day, because he was such a big part of 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 childhood and growing up in in Canada. But as you get older, you kind of started to see the the. the the chinks in the armor. That was the thing. Like as, as as you got older and you matured, you started to realize, okay, yeah, some of this just isn't funny, and it's just mm. not like some of this is a problem. You know, right? Talking about visors, it's mandatory now in the that, NHL that's, because oh. prote- because it prote- because it protects eyes. I don't know if you. I I was a little young when this happened, but if there's any listeners that are a little older than me and Angelo here. Brian Berard. Oh my God! If you're a Leaf fan, I remember Brian Berard. Right, that ended his career. Basically, he yeah. came back, but it basically, I think he yeah. played like a couple games after. Yeah, he did. He kind of bounced around, but that was basically the mm-hmm. end of it. And how many- he basically lost his damn yeah. eye. I remember. And Brian Berard, this wasn't the type of guy that wore a visor back in the day. No. He was a tough son of a bitch, yeah. and almost lost his goddamn yeah. eye. No, the the it's been a, it was a grandfather. It's obviously been a grandfather rule because. Guys like Tom Wilson still don't wear a visor, and uh, what the hell's his name? Ryan Reeves and Ryan Getzlaff. Yeah, it was a certain. There's still there's still guys who still have no visor, but but, that's... but now it's a mandatory thing. You and and a lot of junior players anyway, they've been wearing visors for no, oh, because it's mandatory in junior. Yeah, so it's been a it's a different sort of ball game, and but yeah, what are you gonna do now? On to actual hockey, real quick before we. Yes, we'll talk a little bit about basketball before we get into our picks against the spread. The Leafs play the Blackhawks. Michael Hutchinson started. That was the end of Michael Hutchinson. He didn't finish. He's been waived. I doubt he's going to get claimed. He's probably going to end up on the Marlies. The corresponding move, which happened right as we sat down to record this. The Leafs have recalled Casimir kaski Swo. And Nick Patan. I don't know why. I'm glad I didn't have to say it that you had to say it because I had no idea. (laughs) Zero clue. Yeah, I'm going off how Steve Dangle pronounces it, so it's not exactly like it's correct. (laughs) This is the best I could find. Uh, But yeah, Kaski Suo's come up. He's actually had a great year. He's got an over 920 save in the AHL. He actually took over for Michael Hutchinson in the playoffs. Remember when Hutchinson got called up to be the least black up in the playoffs? He was yes. kind of the starter in the minors. And then right before the playoffs, they basically went, see ya, and went to Casimir Kaskiswo. And he was unbelievable, actually. He was great in the playoffs, and he picked up right where he left off. Mm-hmm. Am I confident that he's an actual NHL goalie? No. Am I willing to give this a shot after what I've seen from Michael Hutchinson? Oh, God, yes. Is this going to be like a Frederick Anish is going to play till he falls apart? Sort of deal. I'm very worried that because that's a thing that's going to happen. The way it's going, like I know he can't. I know he played Saturday night, and it was. I don't know if it was a particularly hard game. I didn't watch it, but I know that the Leafs had eight chances in overtime, and the Flyers had one. Uh, it, it basically it was uh, the game the Leafs should have won, and then for a period and a half, Freddie basically had to make sure that they didn't go down six goals. Oh. So he was quite active. Well. Uh, Speaking, I was going to say, you know, I don't know if the Leafs play any back-to-backs. Oh, they play but a then lot again, more. But then again, I'm like, I look at their schedule and I'm like, oh wait, they play the Bruins on Friday night and, and then play this the Saturday. Exactly. Thank so, you. So, will he play both games? Now, no, Cassie Squall is going to play the second half of that back-to-back because it's Mike Babcock. Yeah. How? 
<laughs> Kasky Swole. How has Kasky Swole, it's, it might become my favorite new name to say, Kasky <laughs> Swole, how has he been in the AHL? Has he been, like, at least Quite this good. season? So Over 920 save. I think it's 923 or 924 save percentage. Okay, so... You know, okay, it's it's a dubious task to come in and play the Pittsburgh Penguins in your first game. Ah, uh, yeah. But maybe the Leafs play a little bit more defensive, a little bit more responsible in terms of, you know, kind of. I wouldn't hold my breath. I know. I'm I'm just I'm taught. But you see, sometimes AHL goalies do come up and, no, and do I know have what you some mean. Where they ra- where the team rallies around the backup. Yeah, and I don't know if there's many free agent options for the Toronto Well, Maple the fact Leafs is right the now. Leafs don't really have the ability. Someone would have to claim Michael Hutchison, and then they would have to sign someone who makes 700K. So probably nobody. No, exactly. So the Leafs are kind of in a... They're dubious, screwed. They're in a dubious position. Yes. Dubious. I'm, do, I'm praying that Freddie stays very healthy this season. Yes. May or may not have a shrine. <laughs> well, the way it'll, You know, he hasn't been bad. He's been pretty solid this season, at least to start... You know, we had a rough October, which last year was the first year that he didn't have a rough October. And, of course, he usually has a ridiculous November, and, yeah, he's on pace for that. He's doing pretty well. Yeah. So at least the good news is the only other back-to-back the Leafs have this month is against Buffalo, and they've come back right down to reality. Thank God. So uh, that's that's one issue for the Leafs. There's the, another. The second uh, one, and this is actually probably the more pressing issue because, I mean, the backup goalie is only going to play what? 15 games, maybe 20 if he's really good. The bigger issue is Mitch Marner is out for at least four weeks with a knee injury. If you saw the game, it looked pretty ugly. If you were like me, it was I was driving to a friend's house, and I just heard that he was being dragged to the bench by the stick, and I was like, oh, it's a blade issue. And then Joe Bowen's like, it's got to be a blade issue. And then I get uh, to my buddy's house, turn on the TV, see the replay at half, or half, during intermission of what happened, and go, oh, God, no. And now it's kind of turning. And now, granted, it's four weeks is better than what it could have been because that was pretty ugly looking. But four weeks for one of your best players who's makes quite a bit of money. Just a small, kind of hard to deal with. It is hard to deal with, and especially I especially when they're struggling the way they've been. I don't know when I saw. I think it was when I saw the play happen. It looked like. I know no one's around. It almost looked like somebody was holding him down. The way he kind of the way it, yeah he I was fell like, and I'm yeah. like holy and I saw and then I thought oh he just he, he sorry just he fell maybe that's what the maybe he whacked his head maybe and then they show the other angle of his of his leg bend I'm like oh my god yeah I was like and my dad saw it as well because he was he was getting ready for something and he he saw him holy shit like. It looked that, bad. That looked bad. It looked like a knee injury that might have ended his year. Turns out it's an ankle sprain. Yeah, uh, about four weeks. Because he did, he did try to test it. I think he he came back. Yeah, twice. Mm-hmm. Once into the game, and the other time he was trying to get onto the bench from the dressing room, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't let it happen. So, and that was the thing. It was kind of encouraging. Like, hey, if he's testing it out, and they let him go back on, it can't be that bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this I forget though that this was the medical staff that. Didn't know Zach Hyman's ACL was torn. I got questions. I need answers. Steven's looking for answers. He's 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 got some fucking problems here. Depending on like, if the Leafs can stay afloat, which I think, which they should be, which they should be able to do, they did without John Tavares. Yeah. Who, quite frankly, I love Mitch and everything. John Tavares is more important. Yes. 
But could we be seeing, you know, like how the Chicago Blackhawks mysteriously always had players injured around the trade deadline just in time so they what, can get that? What I'm hoping is the only positive I can take out of this. Austin Matthews has been hurt the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. Before that, Mitch Marner missed, I think it was six games with a shoulder injury. Other than that, this team has been stupidly healthy. Like, stupidly healthy for three years. Yes. And what's happened is they've kind of, you know, when adversities hit, they haven't dealt with it well in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. Now, though, instead of adversity hitting in, I don't know, game four of a playoff series where your second-line center does something stupid and gets suspended. Who could that be? Adversity's hitting at the beginning of the season. So the only positive that I can take from this is maybe this team develops a little bit of mental toughness. Maybe the next time something bad happens, they don't just fall into a shell and fall apart. Fall apart like a Hopefully, this can help them on the way. Because again, knock on wood, these haven't been major injuries yet. Right? John Tavares broke a finger. That sucks. And it was a fr- and it's and it's it was weird. a freak. It was his pinky, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a weird. Like you know what? He played. He scored a goal with the broken finger. I'd like to point that out because he came back and scored the game winner in that game. Well, the pinky you can kind of play without your pinky a little bit. You could see though. Uh, another reason I think you're right there is you could see when he came back, he was dropping the stick a lot. Yeah, and it's something like you could tell like he's getting used to it again. Yeah, right? so so I don't know. Well, hopefully. I but mean, we'll see. worst things that could have happened. It was only an ankle, so it's only four, well, minimum four weeks. We'll see. Although, then again, Morgan Riley played through a high ankle sprain because he's Gronk, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> guys, hockey guys are weird, man. It's yeah, like, they do. They some... play through weird injuries. Uh, well, yeah. I just yeah. remember Tyler Johnson playing with a broken wrist in the Stanley Cup final. And what's his uh, Patrice Bergeron with a puncture, collapsed lung? Collapsed lung, broken ribs. Like that was ridiculous. I just remember remember the the shot of him sitting in the back of the ambulance driving out of the yeah. goddamn <laughs> it's like, arena. What the hell's going on? Jesus. Uh, on to basketball before we get to uh, to some football. So the Warriors are dead. Done. It's Finished. over. Steph ain't coming back this year. Well, allegedly, they're going to shut him down if there's nothing to play for. That's what they say. Well, Clay ain't coming back this year. Draymond's hurt. Steph's got a broken hand. He's going to basically miss the year now. Oh, D'Angelo Russell had a twisted ankle and wasn't playing for a couple of games. I don't know really what's left of this team. I don't know what this team is. This year is clearly done. Like, this this year's a write-off. It's over. This year's finished. What are they next year? Like with D'Angelo Russell and Clay and and Draymond. Like I, I could see the potential to be good. But there's like there's no depth. There's no there's no Sean Livingston. No. You know what I mean? There's no there's no guys off the there's they don't have those pieces anymore. They don't even have Quinn Cook. He's a Laker. Do you know what they are? They're the LA Kings. They still have – think of it this way. Yeah, Doughty, yeah. Doughty, Kopitar. Kopitar, Quick, still around. Quick's falling apart, so I guess he's Draymond Green. <laughs> yeah. Like, still the court, those three guys, Steph, Clay, Draymond. And, so, and, and everyone who's like, oh, they won a title with those guys before mm-hmm. Kevin Durant. It's like, yeah, they won a title with those guys and Festus. Is, and I'm going to throw out a bunch of names you don't really necessarily remember. But, like, Harrison Barnes was really good. Yeah. Sean Livingston was, like, 
a massive part of that. And, Andre Iguodala. Yeah, exactly. He's not there this year either. Like there are so many, so many things. This team, they they, they were a dynasty. At the end of the day, they, they were a dynasty. And at this point, it it's like the LA Kings. They're just sort of done. They're not the team they once were. And it's not nothing to like be like upset about. It's like you had you got how many championships out of it? Three. Like, Did they get three? You got three. No, hold on. Yeah, they won back to back, back to back, KD, and then the one before, and the one before. So they got three. Yeah, three in four years. Pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. That and it took the block like for them not to have four. Them not have in five. a row. Hang on. For them to Actually, not have five. That's true. Okay, it took a. A, a heroic performance by LeBron and the Cavs, and it was it was it wasn't block. even just that. It was LeBron and Kyrie both had to go unconscious. Kyrie basically had to go unconscious and hit everything, yeah. and LeBron had to make a block that was broken down on sports science that really shouldn't have actually been physically possible for him to cover the distance he yeah. did. And it was insanity. It's insane. And then it took Kawhi Leonard, and a Kevin Durant injury, and a yeah. Clay Thompson injury, and like. They're, they the could have been the things that stopped this team yeah. from being what the I greatest five, ever. Probably if they win five in a row, they're the greatest team ever. They're the greatest dynasty of all time because the Bulls are broken up. There's two years of the. I, you up. know though that everyone would be like, "Well, Michael didn't play, so they would have won eight in a row." Yeah, but could you? You know, you know that would happen. Could you account for injuries? Hell no. See, that's always the thing. Can you account for injuries or gambling debts? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in another podcast, Ooh. but. Shots fired. It's it's interesting to see because now teams are sort of, you know, they're doing what the Warriors used to do to everybody else. They're kind of rubbing it in. They're kind of shimming. Kind of mouth guard out. Oh, there, there are teams that it. are very much enjoying this. You know Pat Beverly is having a blast. Even though he's, even though Steph had the coldest remark of all time, the, the rebuttal, because, you know, you've been doing this for so many years. Now it's time. He's like, you're 31. Like stop it, you're 31, <laughs> and it's like, man, it's not wrong. You're 31, you're 31, oh, but man. it's the the it, they are the LA Kings. You want to go look at team? Go look at the LA Kings. They paid all their guys. The dynasty's over. They paid for the championships. That's what you get paid for sometimes in the NHL. It's the way it goes, and it it's hard to rebuild. But no better way to rebuild in the NBA than tanking. And uh, just before we move on to football, one last little bit of basketball news. The Raptors beat the Lakers. Yes. Without Kyle and without Serge. And then almost beat the goddamn Clippers. I know. Oh, yeah. So, yes, last night, the Clippers won 98-88. to The Raptors had a fourth-quarter lead. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, they lost OG Ananobi. Hopefully it's not serious. He had an eye injury. He's been unbelievable. But the guy I'd like to focus on a little bit more is Pascal Siakam. Mm-hmm. Now, after last year and coming into this year, after we knew what had happened with Kawhi, I thought, okay, you know what? From Pascal, we'll, we might see another another small step, but we're not going to see that great leap forward like we saw last year. We're not going to see another one of those. Now, I know it's early. I'm only 10 games into the season. Pascal has replaced Kawhi in a way that I didn't think was physically possible because... Now, I don't think he can keep this up, the ability to just take all of the shots Kawhi was taking and score at the same efficiency, essentially. Mm -hmm. 
But if he gets cl- if he keeps close to that pace with all the other things he does, the way that in that Lakers game he was essentially able to just run point mm-hmm. because Kyle's not there and Fred needs a rest. And Terrence Davis is, God bless him, he's been unbelievable, the undrafted free agent rookie. Can't let him run point for half the game. No. Pascal had to step in and do it. And that's a massive part of why they beat the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And he's an even bigger reason of why they, sh- not should have, but came so damn close to beating the Clippers. Mm-hmm. He, I, again, it's 10 games. I didn't think this was possible. I thought, again, small step. And again, this is an all-star, most improved player last year. I don't know what this kid's ceiling is. And that's terrifying for the rest of the NBA, but incredibly encouraging for Raptors like fans. If you, get, if you get Pascal, I'm not saying at the Kawhi Leonard clip, but if you get him, like you said, just a he's step below. He's looking like he could actually be a, a top 15 player yeah. in the NBA. You get that. Hell, he's playing like one right now. Yeah. And if you get OG playing like how kind of Pascal was last year, this team is a good, like we said, this team is still a playoff team. They still have talent on this team. A lot of people have written them off. I'm not. We're not saying championship, but they're still a decent team in the NBA. They're still a decent team in the East. You've seen some of the other teams. Yeah. Uh, so, the, the Celtics aren't very good. No. And they just lost Gordon Hayward. Yeah. And the Brooklyn Nets can't get out of their own way. They're a mess. So it's They are a mess. And once we and get the Bucks aren't as good. And once once Giannis decides to leave for Toronto, it's it's basically hey hey we, we've are Giannis if you're listening, I'll pick you up every five star day, by the way. Just, just throw it out there, Giannis appreciate and Thanasis and the other you know the 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 Kumpo crew. <laughs> but yes, we will pick you up, drive you everywhere. Hey, you want the Kawhi treatment where you never have to be in the snow? We'll drive you from garage to garage. Yeah. You, don't worry, no snow. We got you. We'll carry you. We'll make me it happen. And, me and Steven together. We'll make it happen. I don't think I can carry you by myself. It's a large mammal. It's a large mammal. Very good one. It's yes. A very good one at that. But, uh, yeah, no, the Raptors still still chugging along, still doing their thing. And, and it's even a credit to Nick Nurse, too. Like, can't this be. Is, Nick Nurse had Kawhi Leonard, and then he inherited a lot of things. He'd been with the team before. Yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, he won a title, but I don't know if he got the full credit he should have got for a coach that won a title. He didn't. And what you're seeing, like, what you saw he did with the Canada basketball guys that actually showed up. Yeah. And what he's doing with these guys. Love me some Nick Nurse. It's, it's impressive, man. It's very impressive. Great man. Great, now, great man. On to the NFL. And you can fill in the people. Me and Steven, his gap of two. It's gone to one. It's fine. I'll just open it up again. Good. It's fine. It's fine. fine. It, it's it's honestly the God. It's like it's like playing. This is what happened all of last year. I it, led you basically the entire year. You would catch up. I'd spring it again, and then we ended up fucking tied. There we go. It's great. And I'm pretty sure we ended up tied because on week 17, you literally just started picking opposite. Of yeah, me. I had to. I had no choice. And it like, somehow worked. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. It's risky. <laughs> you gotta be. It's 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 calculated moves, Stephen. That's what it is. Sure. It's calculated moves. Sure. Hey. Yeah, anyways. But let's but get started. Let's get started with uh, the Thursday night game, the Cleveland Browns at home, two and a half point favorites, taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers in an AFC North battle. After watching the Cleveland Browns. 
It is incredibly hard for me to trust them. They did pull it out against the Bills. Credit there. But then the Steelers beat the hell out of the Rams. I wouldn't say beat the hell out of the Rams offensively. I'd say more defensively. No, defensively they beat the hell out of the Rams. Yeah. Offensively, Mason Rudolph looks shook. Do you blame him though? You no, got a, you got Aaron Donald. It's Aaron Donald. I'd be shook too. Yeah, I'm. T- I'm. T- I admit, He's I am definitely be shook. Terrified. I'm just saying that it's not the best. Like, have you ever seen a guy though look more shook? Because a lot of times quarterbacks they don't look. They'll play it up. They're I, shook. I have. But you don't see. His name it. is Mark Sanchez. His name is Geno Smith, E.G. Manuel. Uh, who else? Uh, I don't know, man. The look on Landry his face. Jones. The look on his face was yeah, pretty. Well, hey, he's you know that that line was they were like they were pushing, they were pushing hard. And you know what? What helps a young quarterback is when his receivers catch balls or hold on to them for that matter. James Washington. But there were a lot of instances where like. We put it right in the numbers, right where it's supposed to be, on time, drop pass. And that it does hurt a bit of a quarterback's confidence, especially such a young one, because this isn't Ben back there. This is Mason Rudolph, literally year one of starting in the NFL. Year two of being in the NFL. Year two of being in the NFL, but he was a healthy scratch every game yeah, last year. but that was his ability to learn the offense. Yeah. So they get James Conner back this week, too. He was suffering with an AC joint issue, so he's back this week for this game, which is hopefully relieved because they've been they've been implementing a little bit of of um, Jalen Samuels and and uh, the other Edmonds brother, the third one, <laughs> Trey, Trey Edmonds. Edmonds, and uh, also it's Trey Tremaine and Tremon. No, Terrell, Terrell, Terrell. Terrell Edmonds. Sorry, that's Terrell it. Edmonds. The Steelers. so Trey Tremaine and Terrell. Yeah. You try saying that five times fast. Mr. I almost didn't get through it once. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> but you know they've 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 been trying to do the running back by committee and you know supplementing you know a little bit of offensive line, extra offensive line help because they don't have Roosevelt Nix, which is another pass protector for for Mason if he was healthy. So it's been a bit of a you know it's tough to to get it, but the defense has been lights out. This is the best defense I've seen basically since that 08 defense that was unbelievable. That was stupid. That, that was, was with James Ferrier and Foot and James Ferrier Harrison, Foot, Harrison and, Woodley, uh, Aaron oh, Smith, Casey Hampton, uh, Brett Kiesel, Ike Taylor, uh, Jesus Christ, what the Ryan Clark, Brian McFadden, Ryan Clark, and Troy Polamalu. Jesus, that defense was. Just, you know that they, they, I was watching something. You know that defense didn't allow a single rush that went over seven yards. What? Every rush attempt on them was below seven yards attempt. Like, if someone would run, they never allowed a run to go over seven yards. Think I wish the that. people, uh, like, I wish if you're listening to this, you could have seen my face. Yeah. To the reaction of, that's insane. That was on one of those NFL, you know, like they're doing the 100 best things, they're doing yeah. 100 best teams, and God, so hard. Joe just... Manganangelo, whatever the hell is the guy, <laughs> the, the one who's married to Sofia Vergara. Lucky bastard. Uh, he was telling about that Kiesel told him that stat. I'm like, that's an impressive stat. I go, you know, that one one person to go seven yard, one rush for a seven yarder. Impressive. Uh, what the hell am I going to do here? But I'm taking the Steelers. You know that. I'm going to ride with them here. Ride with them. I know. Because if, they win, this, if they win this game, that's imp- it's. I know this is a terrible idea. I know. I know it is. I'm going to take the Browns. The Brownies. And I'm already just, I don't feel good about it. Steven's disgusted with himself. I am. 
I can't believe I'm trusting Freddie Kitchens. I gotta trust. I got to trust between Freddie Kitchens and fucking Michael Tomlin. Yeah. Tomlin. Not great. Okay. Anyways, on to funner games. The Detroit Lions are at home. Taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Four and a half right now. What? Four and a half. Do we know if Matt Stafford's even playing in this game? I think that's why it's so low, because they probably think Stafford's going to play. Okay. Because I was going to say, Jeff Driscoll ain't doing much here. He almost beat the Bears. That's not saying much either. Yeah. I can't believe Dallas lost to Kirk Cousins in primetime. I can. Yeah, it is Dallas. It's Dallas. Now, one thing Dallas does well, run the football. Well, other than that game against the Vikings, mm-hmm. run the football. What can Detroit not do? Stop the run, sir. And just because of that, I'm going to take Dallas. I'm going to follow suit there, taking the Dallas Cowboys. Coming off a loss as well, I think that they're going to rebound. They're going to run the ball a lot. A lot. Yeah, and not to mention and Matt Stafford. He broken. He's, he had broken bones in his back. He has a hip injury. He's broken. He is, someone like just save this man. Put Protect him, him from himself. Can you wrap him in bubble wrap, please? Call the Steelers. That's what they did with Ben. How they kept him together for so many years. They drafted an offensive line. Facts. 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 Uh, uh, Patricia, maybe you should take some of the knowledge that you gain from Bill Belichick and just. I don't know. Protect your quarterback. That'd because, be a novel concept. Yeah, eh? it's <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it amazing? Some of these teams, how they still have you know yeah. a job. Anyways, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at home, five and a half point underdogs, taking on the New Orleans Saints. Oh my God, New Orleans is going to be pissed. By the way, so happy. Of course, so happy. Uh, of course, you say five and a half. Five and a half. If Not like this is the game. Sean Payton likes to rub it in. Oh, he's going to rub it in today. He enjoys to rub it in. And his team did not play well against the Falcons. No. They scored six points? They scored nine points. Nine points. And you know what the best part was? The Atlanta Falcons, who can't rush the quarterback, who had seven sacks going into that game, sacked Drew Brees six times. Oh. Now, Tampa Bay, Shaq Mason, had a pretty damn good pass rush. He leads the NFL in sacks. James Winston. Feeling himself, doing some nice things offensively. Sean Payton is going to come out for blood. He is going to try to win by 50. So five and a half I'll take. I will take five and a half too. I think that the Saints coming off that bad loss, they're going to rebound. Um, Winning for them is in this tough NFC, just in general. It's very close. Such small margin. We've seen it. You have home field advantage probably throughout the playoffs. You're going to the Super Bowl. It's been that case for a little while. Last year kind of bucked the trend because L.A. went into New Orleans and won. But it does mean something still. And they had a little uh, help. And they had a little <laughs> help. But we won't talk about that. We'll get into that after a later podcast about how stupid pass interference replays are dumb. Oh, Anyways, uh, the Carolina Panthers at home. Five and a half point favorites. Take it on. Steven Artabellos, Atlanta Falcons. Can I just, like, live off of last week? Can I just be happy? You can be happy, Steven. Uh, I'm going to tell you this much, is that Atlanta won. They they played like a team that we kind of expected them to be. At the start of the season, injuries and other issues have hampered this team, but they won last week. They beat. They really won a game probably at the start of the game, probably shouldn't have won. Uh, yeah. So... 
Just put it in, in gambling terms. The Falcons were plus 550. Yeah. And typically when a big underdog wins one week, they, come back to, Earth they the come week. back to Earth very hard the next week. Not to mention Carolina had that heart-crushing loss on the inch line. Yes. That, that, they like, had to review. that looked like it was in. All right. It Initially, it, real it's close. close, buddy. It was close. And they lose on the last second. The only thing I'm going to say here, I think Carolina is going to win, but I think the Falcons are going to cover. Because the one thing that they did well before this Saints game was stop the run. That was literally the only thing they did well. They were top 10 run defense. What does Carolina really rely on? The running back position, namely his name is uh, Christian McCaffrey. And, you know, uh, Kyle Allen, great start. What's he done lately? Game management. The Falcons' pass defense is bad. But the run defense is good enough that I think they keep this within a touchdown. Okay. Well, let's, we'll see what happens. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Taking on <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars. After what happened last week against Miami, like what? How, like how? How do I feel good about like maybe Jacoby Brissett plays, but you know Jacksonville is going to be feeling it. Nick Foles is back. There's going to be there's there's just going to be something going on. You know what I mean? The team's got their t- they got their the guy they spent all that money on. Now the issue is if he starts off slow, how quickly do they ask for Gardner? Even though he had a really bad game in in London. If I could ever box a game, this is the game. If I could ever box a game, this is one hundred percent the game. Box a game. You've never have you ever played it here in Canada in Ontario? We have uh, uh, what's it called? Pools, pro line pools. Okay, where you pick all the winners. I've never done the pools. You've never done the pools. It's it's so you pick all the winners, but you can add money. You can do ten dollars. You can uh, box a game so that you don't have to pick it. It's just a, a you get it. It's it's uh, you got it correct. Okay. If I was to ever box a game, this is the game I box because I have no idea. Yeah, like, that's that's basically what I'm staring at this being like. I thought the Colts' defense was good. They're not. I I thought I th- like is Jacoby Brissett back? Is T Y Hilton back? Mm-hmm. Because if they're not, they lost to the damn Dolphins. How? The Dolphins are trying to tank. The Dolphins fucked up and put Ryan Tannehill in a quarterback. Yes. They should if they were really no, tanking, Ryan they Fitzpatrick. Just, Ryan, no. sorry, Ryan Fitzpatrick. They moved on from Ryan Tannehill. Yes, but if they were really trying to tank, they would have stuck with Josh Rosen. Mm-hmm. Because in the words of Pat McAfee, Ryan Fitzmagic might just go out there, fuck around, and win you a game. Now he's won you two. That's not a good thing when you want to. I- Maybe they realize they could get to it without tanking. I'm going to just say points because I don't know. Yes, I don't know. I don't know. In these instances, you know, coming off bad losses, it's they lost to the Steelers, and the Steelers' defense is really, really good. And and then they lost to the Dolphins. The Dolphins who aren't very good. So I believe Frank Wright's going to get it right. And I'm going to take Indy. It's ugly. And the, th- the hook gets me. It's a tough hook. But I'm going to go with the better head coach in this Especially instance. considering uh, 
Yeah. Vinatieri can't yeah. kick anymore. Yes, pretty much. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings are at home. Ten and a half point favorites taking on Jesus. the Denver Broncos. Oh, that's why. Okay. <laughs> time is this game, Ash? One o'clock. Denver's bad. Brandon Allen still starting for Denver? I think so. I know it's not Drew Locke who they spent a second round pick on. Yeah, he's he's going the uh Mason Rudolph road? Yes, where he's healthy scratch every game. Mm. This is oh God, it's so many points for me to give Minnesota. It's just this is so many points. It's like when they played uh what's the hell's her name? Washington. Yeah. And it's like, do we think they can win by basically two touchdowns? Yeah. And we kept saying, no, because it's Kirk Cousins' it's prime time. He's not going to win by this many points. Now, there's a 1 o'clock game against a bad Denver team. It's got a good defense. It's got a good defense, though. The best pass defense in the NFL. Number one. That's the thing. That's who they're playing. And it's Kirk Cousins against that defense. I'm taking Denver to cover. You're starting to see who's going to win. I'm taking Denver to cover. We're, we're going to have a little bit of a separation here, Stephen. It's going to go one of two ways this week. Either I'm going to pass you or you're going to pass me. Because I'm going to take Minnesota here. Right. It's Now, I don't know if Denver's going to win. I'm just saying they're not going to lose by 11. I think that they lose by double digit. And it's by t- a touchdown. Two touchdowns, excuse me. Because I think that the Minnesota defense can get a score. And all Kirk has to do is get another score and it's over. <laughs> That's how I'm looking at this. Yeah, but Denver's defense could also get a score. I know, but I also don't trust whoever they got starting quarterback. Brandon Allen. Okay, Philip Lindsay might do some things. I would like him to because I'm in the middle of trying to make my playoffs. Playoffs? But I think Minnesota's just is a is too much is is much better than they are, and it's might get ugly. It might get ugly, Minnesota. Plus, it's a one o'clock game, so we already know how things work out. Oh, this is a oh boy, Ooh, this is an ugly one. Uh, the Washington Redskins, for the first time all season, favored in a game. What? One and a half points, Stephen. What? Taking on the New York Jets. Actually, this is the second time they've been favored because they were favored in the Miami game, but we never did a podcast that day. Did you see what the Jets did last week to the Giants? I did. I did, sir. You think Dwayne – we've seen Dwayne – like Danny Dimes might turn the ball over a lot, but like we've seen him do a lot of good things. Have you seen Dwayne Haskins do anything good yet? I mean, he throws a pretty ball like those uh, training camp videos. It's a beautiful spiral. It's fantastic. But, I mean, he's thrown more to the other team than he has to his own. Like what – what? Because it's such a small spread, I'm going to take the Jets, and I'm assuming you're taking the Jets yeah. too. The Redskins aren't very good. No. And they've done some horrible, horrible things. By the way, what they did to uh, Trent, Trent Williams, Williams is disgusting. To just put them on, what they, uh, was it leave? Medical leave or something like that? Where they don't have to pay him? It's like this guy's literally given is career for you guys. And there's also the fact that, like, he had a form of cancer that wasn't diagnosed by the team. Like, he's got a lot of mm-hmm. reasons to actually be angry at the Washington team. Yeah. Now, there's also stories about domestic abuse surrounding Trent Williams, so I'm not going to sit here and tell you what type of person he is, but that situation is fucked up. It is. Of what they've done to him and how this whole situation went. 
And then how they basically waited till the trade deadline to be like, oh, maybe we'll trade you, and then didn't. And then, yeah, now he's in, like, it, it's gross. It's, it's, it's gross. But yeah, I'm going to take the Jets here as much as I don't want to. Neither do I, but take the the Jets over the – oh, God, watch. This is Adam Gase. He's going to do the Adam Gase thing again. They're going to lose by 10 points. You watch. They'll find a way. Uh, The Miami Dolphins. The two-win Miami Dolphins, for the record. At home, five-and-a-half-point underdogs taking on the Buffalo Bills. Oh, they're not scoring – they're not covering this. No. They're not. The story's over for, for Miami. They won their two games. Everything's happy, hunky-dory. Uh, now it's time to start losing again. Yeah, but the Bills ain't covering this scoreline. Did you see what happened the last time they played the, the Dolphins? And Fitzpatrick came in at half? They were winning till the fourth quarter. Give me the points. I think Buffalo wins again. Like, they'll beat the Dolphins. Steven? But I do not think they, they deserve a five-and-a-half point Lead. When did Ryan? When did Brian Fitzpatrick come in around? What week was it? Week four. I think it was the Bills game. I think it was week four. We're getting to that time of 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 year, time of the NFL season where Ryan Fitzpatrick, who has been willing teams to victory, like Cinderella at the <laughs> ball, eventually turns into the pumpkin. No, no, I think the Bills are going to win. No, no, no. I think Miami loses by. Twenty plus points. Okay, That's, have you seen Josh Allen throw a football? Have you matter. seen Josh? Because I have. I've watched these I know, Bills games. I know the Bills are, are the, but the defense. It's and like, it's not even just Josh Allen throwing a football. It's the wide receivers that can't catch, and it's some of these atrocious play calls, like having your best offensive weapon in Devin Singletary have like seven touches. I can't trust this Bills team. They've done too many dumb and just bad, like just terrible things. Like, how can I continue to trust this? How? I can't. Even I'm a, you know, it, what, what's, the, what's the saying I have? I like pain. I like pain. <laughs> That's why I'm betting on the, the, the Bills here to win this game by the billion points. God. Yeah. Good anyway, luck. Thank you. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens are at home, four and a half point favorites. Taking on the Houston Texans. Oh, my God. This is going to be the game of the week to watch. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson versus Deshaun Watson. And, like, there's no one really on the Texans' defense anymore. So have fun with the, the over, by the way. Is, the over-under is 49.5. Oh, God. I want to hit that already. So It's going to be so over. Like, so over that total. The four, The points is what's getting me here. Because I think this is going to be a field goal game. Mm-hmm. Only because Deshaun Watson is... I, Superhuman? Yeah, I've basically watched him the last like three weeks. I've had bets involving the Texans and the teams they're playing and shit. My God, he's special. Yeah. He reminds me a lot of... I'm a Falcons fan. I, he reminds me a lot of Mike Vick. Just he throws way better. Way better. See, he's also got way better options. But he can actually throw that ball down the field. Oh God, yeah, he's inaccurately. Yeah, and he did it basically without being able to see. He threw a touchdown to a tight end that he couldn't see. He's playing the guy they think is Michael Vick, but he's really Michael Vick. See, that's that's. <laughs> I'm staring at this because Baltimore's defense isn't great. No. Houston's defense is definitely not great. No. I like <laughs> I like the running attack of Baltimore, and I like the passing attack of Houston. <laughs> I'm taking the points because I think this is going to be too damn close. I don't think it's going to be four and a half. 
Neither do I. I actually think Houston's going to win this game. I think that, you know, ever you know, usually when you beat a big time team is that you usually get the reality check, but since they're playing the Bengals. They're playing the Bengals. That's not a reality so check. That's a bye week. Yeah. Bye week W. And the Bengals didn't even start Andy Dalton. Exactly. They started who knows whatever I his can't name remember is. His name. Won't matter because he won't be there next exactly. year. Exactly. But I think that this is going to be a very close game, and I think Houston pulls it out. An upset win in Baltimore for the Houston Texans. The San Francisco 49ers, fresh off their first defeat of the season, 11.5 point favorites. Taking on the Arizona Cardinals. 11.5? 11.5, good sir. This is a division game. It is a division game. And the cards aren't great. No. I don't think they deserve this kind of kind of disrespect. Yeah. It's too many points. It just is. Like you've seen the Cardinals keep the games close other than when they got their shit kicked in by the Saints. And that was Drew Brees coming back from a long layoff wanting to make everyone 100% sure that he's the guy and not Teddy Two Gloves. So like they were kind of motivated to do that. That San Fran defense is so good. It really is. It's just it's hard for me to see them winning by 12. It really is. Even when they've beaten the hell out of some bad teams, they ain't won by a massive margins. It's a division game. That's This is my thing. It's a big division game. And we talked about this last week, that we're at the point of the season where these big spreads in division games is very, very, very... Like last week, look look at Seattle. Yeah. They were being disrespectful. What was the spread? Six. Six and a half. It's a division game. I understand. Okay, fine. Hey, you want to call ten and a half against Cincinnati, Baltimore? Yeah, I get it. Trust me. But there's certain- and Russell Wilson's like maybe the MVP. He definitely is. The- right now, he's the MVP. Right now, right now, MVP. Nothing happens. He doesn't get. He stays healthy. Yeah. Right. Like, it's it's very very. I, I I'm taking Arizona. I'm assuming you are as well. I'm taking the points. Yeah. Because the the points is too much, and Arizona's not that bad, and it's a division game. Yeah. Like, this is the thing. Kyler Murray's having a decent year. Like, he's, you know, hey, you know what? He's better than Josh Rosen. Maybe they were right, Arizona. Mm. Might not be pretty, but at least they were right. Josh Rosen's pretty bad. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at home. Three and a half point underdogs. Taking on the New England Patriots. Oh, Philly's got some issues. Uh, They have a lot of issues. One is uh, catching the football. That's not going to help against New England. No. The Pats are going to win this game. Oh, I know the Pats are going to win this game. And they're going to cover. <laughs> like, the F- Phillies just had so many issues. Not to mention, everyone's talking about Brady. And the Eagles might have the worst pass defense in the NFL. Yeah. They don't have Josh Gordon anymore, and there's a lot of guys gone. Tom Brady's going to light this Eagles defense up. Like, it's going to be bad. So give me New England. I don't. I, I think that he's going to get – He's they're going to light it up, but I I don't know about – like, I know Carson Wentz is going to try and will this team to Philadelphia Eagles. He is, like he but has, that, that defense – But that defense is just he's, – He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not going to run like he, – He can run. But they can't catch. And Jordan, exactly. Ma- and Jordan Matthews being signed back to the Philadelphia Eagles is not going to save them. So give me the Pats to win and cover as much as I hate it. Yeah, it hurts my soul. But. Again, we've, we say with the Patriots every, for at least the last year and change, show us the body. Yep. 
haven't seen a body yet. I haven't seen a tag yet. Anyways, uh, the Oakland Raiders, 10.5-point favorites. What the fuck? Taking on the winless, hapless, can't get out of their own way to stop the run, Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I'm taking Oakland to win and to cover. And, you know, whatever Josh Jacobs over is, Take it. Hammer it. Take it. Oh, my God. Because can Cincinnati stop the run? them. You know, can Cincinnati stop the run? Only at the only before the coin toss and then after the coin toss. <laughs> That's the only time they can stop the run. You know why? Because they're not playing the game. They stink. They're tanking. It is clear as day, and they need a full reset. And the Raiders actually haven't been that bad. And oh. for someone who's made fun of... John fun of the Raiders. All the things that they've done, he's actually done a really good job this year. Like last year was an abject failure. It was like, oh, you look like you've been in the booth for ten years. Yeah. This year looks like he kind of knows what he's Derek, doing. Derek Carr has been very good this oh, year. Oh yeah. Well, and the they, addition they, of Josh Jacobs has been a, he's potentially the rookie of the year. They haven't had any any receivers really. No. Terrell Williams has been great, but he was a number two, he was number two three you with the won- Chargers. Like you managed to put like some stuff together. But you put an offensive line around your quarterback, and you gave him a running game, and look what happened. You almost, you asked the question, what could have been with this, with this, what, what's happening right now, and Mr. Big Chest? Man, Think about that. if they had him committed and not insane, my God, what this team could have done. Yeah. It also makes you wonder what they would have done if, you know, Khalil Mack was still there. But anyways. Anyways, or maybe had drafted Josh Allen, the outside linebacker. Instead of Clellan Farrell. Yeah, no disrespect to Clellan Farrell. He's okay, but he's not Josh Allen who might even win defensive rookie of the year. He's going to be a nominee for You've sure. Seen how good he's been for Jacksonville. Yeah. So anyways. Uh, the LA Rams, six and a half point under. Uh, favorites, excuse me. Taking on the Chicago Bears. Oh my god, this game is a I, I This is my this here's my reasoning. Okay, here's this. You want to talk uh, about a box. Okay. I'm taking the Rams because I don't think Mitchell Trubisky can complete hundred yards in this game. There I said it. I don't think he's gonna have hundred yards. Yeah, passing. like Aaron Donald might kill him. It may, his his life might end on the field. Yeah, we might see it happen. Like Mitchell Trubisky is a bad quarterback. You whiffed. I get you. The Rams are at home. You said right. The and and it's the other reason. The Rams are at home. I'm gonna take that. Where I'm can take we, that. where can cover. they control Jared Goff? Yep, here at home. Give me the Rams. Yeah, Steven's taking the Rams. This is an easy one. How the ba- like? Remember, okay, just you know. Just to take you back to the draft a couple of years ago, it's not the fact that, okay, nobody really knew what Patrick Mahomes was. Everyone thought Mitchell Trubisky was the best quarterback in that draft, but they didn't think he was good enough to go number two. No. And they definitely didn't think he was good enough to trade from number three to number two and give up a bunch of things to move up one spot I, against a team that wasn't going to take him. I never liked Mitchell Trubisky. Never trusted him. One, he's, he's an SEC quarterback. Right? SEC quarterbacks are always... I Sean Watson. I just thought he would die. Well... I just I, honestly thought... Well, he's imagine this Bears actually. team 
with Deshaun Watson. Now they might get they might get Cam Newton next year because Cam Newton's not going to be back for Carolina. So. Yeah. At least Cam Newton can kind of complete the forward pass though, where Mitch oh. Trubisky has a problem with completion of the forward pass. Mitch Trubisky Mitch, a lot of Mitch Trubisky can't even complete the backwards pass. Never mind the Mitch forward Trubisky pass. Trubisky doesn't like. Did you, the fact that the Lions under Jeff Driscoll, big Jeff Driscoll, actually had a chance to win that game at the end of it. Yeah, for those reasons, we're both taking the other yeah, right. Exactly. It's an easy one. <laughs> and the last game of the week, the Monday Nighter. The L.A. Chargers are at home. Four and a half point underdogs. Because they're frauds. Taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Kansas City's going to be a little pissed off after what happened against Why, Tennessee. I think so too, sir. And the Los Angeles Chargers are frauds. They're frauds. They're, they're frauds. They're not a real team. Yeah, they, they beat the Green Bay Packers. It happened. That's it. That's They're frauds. Highlight of the season. They're frauds. That's it. Frauds. Big time frauds. Don't trust them. Give me Kansas City. Win. Cover. Walk away with the victory. Get back on the straight and narrow. Hell yeah. There you go. And that's it for the Last Word Podcast. I'm Steve Artabello. I'm Angela Lippa. And until next time, we will be seeing you later. Take care. My niggas with it, money flow running from digits. I know niggas matter, we did it. Say we live it, morals will never forget it. I ever get booked, I'm a cricket, get it and flip it. Handy right here, I'm a sippy. You try me and shot, see a biscuit. 24 hip it, I'ma just 24 hip it, cause bro said don't ever forget it. Gang with me, anywhere I pop, I know the thing with me. Every nigga here with me, gon' bang with me. Trail like and bro going insane with me. Body dropping that shit ain't the thing to me. Smoking daddies, I'm rolling.